everyone, you're welcome to Christian Therapy Podcast. It is your host, Aisha Verano. Let's get into today's episode. So we're still doing lessons from Proverbs series. And today I'm going to be sharing from Proverbs chapter 24 and Proverbs chapter 25. So like I always say on this podcast, if we're sharing from a particular chapter and we're doing a breakdown of chapter, just know that I can't go through every single thing that is in that chapter it's more like i'm taking nuggets from the chapter so please go back and read the chapters for yourself now let's get into it so today i'm going to start with proverbs chapter 24 and so let's get into verse 11 and i'm going to read from the new living translation today and so i'm going to read rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to die save them as they stagger to their death don't excuse yourself by saying look We did not know for God understands all hearts and he sees you. He who guards your soul knows you knew he will repay all people as their actions deserve. Now, you might be wondering why did I handpick that verse out of everything else I could have referred to? The first thing I'm going to say is this, whilst you might think, okay, rescuing people who are sentenced to die might not apply to you think about other ways in which people are sentenced in this world other ways in which people are being crucified figuratively not necessarily physically but let's say for example someone was lied on at work and you know for a fact that it is a lie and a bunch of people have come together to lie against this person and you know you're a testimony or you have some proof that can exonerate this person ignoring it and acting like oh i'm not involved that's not what god wants you to do he wants he doesn't want you to excuse yourself and act like oh well none of my business instead you should look for ways to actually help this person look for ways to rescue the person think about coming forward to say You know, my recollection is different from these people. You don't have to say they're lying. There are tactical ways of doing it. But you can come up and speak against, you know, what people are saying about a particular person, especially when you know it to be true or you know it to be false, sorry. Those sorts of instances, don't just turn a blind eye when people are treating other people bad. It's the same way, for example, bullying. You see this person bullying this person consistently why can't you step in and say okay can you stop bullying the person or escalate it to someone who can handle it it doesn't have to be you putting yourself in the line of fire you can always escalate it to someone who can deal with it i'll give you an example there was one day on the train i was being harassed by this drunk man i don't i remember smelling alcohol in his breath he kept trying to touch me physically i kept having to move when I move, he will come to sit next to me. I would get up. He will stand up. He will follow me around. I, it got to a point I was holding the pole. He came to come and stand in front of me. And it was practically falling on me, trying to touch me, right? You would think someone would step up and say, okay, can you stop disturbing this girl and leave her alone? You sit there, let her sit there, right? No one stepped in. It got to the point where I got off the first train and I thought, okay, that was it. Finally, let me get rid of this guy. This guy continued to follow me. And it was interesting how people saw him following me around and they just moved out of the way. They were like, yeah, I'm not getting involved. Now, I'm not saying, one, they could have either called the police, 
because that was harassment they could have done that i'm not saying you know step in and be like okay leave her alone even though like there were moments where i thought like he was coming to attack me and i had to run move around jump from place to place but he kept following me no one did anything no one called the police no one said stop no one stepped in and so what if something had happened to me that day then these people are gonna act like oh i didn't see it oh my god because one thing i've noticed is when there are a bunch of people and you know their psychological studies to back this up when there are multiple people in a group people are likely to act like they are not involved because they are hoping that someone else in the group will step in so they are not trying to step in so that's essentially what i think happened i think everyone on that train that day were like i'm not getting involved hopefully someone else will and no one did so i just say this to say that don't when you see people in horrible situations and you know you can help and you know you can assist even if you can't physically take that person on call the police get some help you know i've heard of stories of people getting assaulted and people getting molested or raped in front of other people and the other people did nothing said nothing didn't call help now i'm told i'm not talking about you know children you know and being present in those sorts of situations that's completely different but what i'm saying is i don't even want to focus too much on you know specific examples but what i'm saying is when you are at a point where you see someone is going through something someone is in a horrible situation and you can assist don't turn a blind eye don't ignore and act like oh well that's not my responsibility no we cannot live like life like that every single person in this world is you know your brother or sister in christ in some way so i feel like you need to take there there should be there should be a personal responsibility for other people's well-being don't 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 be that person that like a homeless person is talking to you about how hungry they are and you're just rude to them when you can eat when you can know you can afford to buy food for them but yeah that that moved that moved sideways a little quickly but yeah let's move on to verse 16 the godly may trip seven times but they will get up again but one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked the godly may trip seven times but they will get up again that's one thing about the righteous that's one thing about people that are in christ regardless of what happens to them the world might think oh my god surely this is their end and they will rise up again and you'll be like wow girl like nothing can keep you down and that's the truth nothing can keep you down even when you go through challenges that people look and see and think wow this it's all over for you you would see how god would turn that into a testimony and that's one of the benefits we have when we're in god when we're in christ that is just the truth that's one of the benefits however if you look at it says but one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked on the other hand if you're not in christ well guess what could happen one thing could keep that person down forever and it's just like they're just there forever when you know a righteous person someone in christ one thing that came that the devil brought and thoughts would keep them down forever they'll end up coming back up and rising and you're like wow this is amazing like look what you've done you're the power of god so yeah let's move on to verse 17 don't rejoice when your enemies fall don't be happy when they stumble for the lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them 
this is such an important point because sometimes it's like people feel like they have like mortal enemies so you know you have this one girl this one boy that you can't stand and you feel like you know is out for your i don't know your demise or whatever is always out to get you and then something bad happens to them don't resist the urge to be excited god does not like that god does not deal with that just because someone is getting their so-called karma does not mean that you should now be rejoicing that does not mean you should be like oh yes honey i'm so excited like no you should feel sympathy you should feel you know sorry for that person that's not the time to be like oh my god kiki ki, ki. you know the lord will be displeased with you god is not about that just because someone is getting what you think is the consequence of their act so that doesn't mean that god is excited that they have to go through that and so you shouldn't be and the thing about it is if god turns his anger away from them he could turn his anger towards you because now he's displeased with you and that's why it's so important we have to be very careful it's not a moment to be like oh i told you so you see what's gonna happen la 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 and laughing and kicking because you feel like your enemy has finally gotten what they deserve when we say we wrestle not against flesh and blood that should be a literal statement to you where you're like you know what my enemy is no one that has flesh and blood my enemy is not human my enemy is in the spirit my enemy is the devil the demons those are my enemies not someone with flesh and bones that god created you know so that's that's just something to mention now the the last thing i'm going to mention from this um from this chapter is verse 33 and 34 actually a little extra slip a little more slumber a little folding of the hands to rest then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit scarcity will attack you like an armed robber this scripture is one of my favorite scriptures i you know you're probably like why because to me when i read the scripture it just reminds you of the importance of hard work don't be out here just wasting your time and sleeping you're like oh you have something to do you're meant to go to work instead you're like let me sleep a little bit hmm. a little sleep a little more slumber a little folding of the hands then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit that's what the word of god says i didn't make it up it's like or let's say, for example, you've had this goal that you want to go to the gym. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym at 6 a.m. At 6 a.m., you're like, yo, I can't do this. I can't do this. And you're like, oh, let me sleep a little bit. And then you sleep a little bit. And then and then you just realize every morning you just do exactly that same thing consistently. What do you think is going to happen? Literally what the Bible has said. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> And so now I'm going to, um, we're going to have the sponsored segment just for a few seconds. And then we're going to get back into Proverbs. Um, and we're going to do Proverbs chapter 25 while we're back. We'll be back. And we're back. Thank you so much, guys, for your patience. All right, let's get into Proverbs chapter 25. And we're going to be reading from Proverbs 25 verse 9. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. That's Proverbs 25 verse 9 to 10. 
like when you're arguing that's not the time to drop another person's name in it leave the person out of it the passion translation says don't reveal another person's secret just to prove a point in an argument or you could be accused of being a gossip and gain a reputation for being one who betrays the confidence of a friend don't be that person i'm one of those people where i'm like i do not like to repeat anything anyone has said to me because of the same reason i don't want to betray the confidence of anyone and i think it's so important that even when we're in arguments and we feel like oh my god if i use this secret like i would prove my point and i'll win this argument it's not worth it ultimately what is so important to have is a good reputation and if you haven't listened to that episode where i talk about your name your legacy a good reputation all those things i want to encourage you to go and actually listen to it it's such a good episode um so yeah it's one of those things where i'm just like okay you can't it's not worth it whatever it is to betray a confidence of a friend is not worth it Alrighty, so let's move ahead to verse 15 patience can persuade a prince and soft speech can break bones wow and if you read it from the passion translation that's verse 15 it says use patience and kindness when you want to persuade leaders and watch them change their minds right in front of you for your gentle wisdom will quell the strongest resistance wow so if you're faced with resistance from certain people that is the time for you to be patient be kind show them the qualities that we have when we're christians show them the qualities where you know show them love show them your wisdom show them you know show them patience i think sometimes when people you know when when we don't get our way and we just feel like oh my god why doesn't this person understand what i'm saying is going to push things forward remember patience kindness that's the best way to persuade a leader even if they don't get it now just be there be patient be kind to them and you will see how they will change their minds like haven't you met people that just don't like you and then but by the time you are patient with them you are kind to them irrespective of the fact that they are not kind to you you continuously show them kindness they will come to a point where they would feel like well i cannot continue to be mean to this person it's happened to me so many times because i'm one of those people where i say kill you with kindness <laughs> i don't mean literally kill but you know when people like are mean to you and then i decide to remain kind because i'm like your reaction your behavior your negativity is not going to change who i am and it shouldn't and that's why like sometimes i know that it's hard to be nice to someone who is not nice to you but that's when you should even be the nicest when someone is constantly you know it's like they're constantly undermining you they're constantly saying all sorts of nonsense that's the time for you to be like wow okay nah i'm i refuse to be who this person wants me to be i am going to be who i am a christian who is loving who is kind who is patient who is full of love love is shed abroad in my heart by the holy ghost and that's what i'm going to that's what i'm going to give out that's what i'm going to demonstrate and i think it's just so important that no one should be able to change who you are no situation should be able to change who you are 
no matter how bad the situation is let it show the character your true character let it show who you truly are your kindness should not be dependent on the recipient your kindness should not be dependent on how the person chooses to receive it or not your kindness should be irrespective of who it is your kindness should be irrespective of what they do to you and yeah so let's move on verse 17 i actually thought was funny don't visit your neighbors too often or you wear out your welcome oh my goodness this is so important this is why i love proverbs right i just feel like with proverbs you just learn practical advice and that, that's practical tips to help you in life and that's why i really really love that we spend so much time dissecting proverbs because it's like you truly learn things that you can use in your day-to-day life and so yeah don't be going to your neighbor's house too often don't be going to visit your friends too often like they would literally just wake up one day and be like they would not even want to see you it's like you've come every time you come you eat their food you don't even bring anything uh-uh but you come every day you come there to eat morning breakfast lunch dinner every single day like at some point they're just going to be fed up and just be like yo this person just continues to come and eat our food and you know does not contribute in any way so don't be out there don't be that person that overstays their welcome and then the the host will now have to start thinking of ways to get you out of their house it's just it's not right all right we move verse 18 telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an axe wounding them with a sword or shooting them with a sharp arrow i feel like that is so self-explanatory like we can't be out here lying on people man it's it's just not nice so i'm not even going to do that i think you know i think a different version says telling lies and slander so yeah i'm not even going to get into that all right let's move forward to verse 21 if your enemies are hungry give them food to eat if they are thirsty give them water to drink you will be heaping burning coals of shame on their heads and the lord will reward you now if you recall when i was talking about verse 24 there was a particular part of verse 24 where i was talking about um how to treat your enemies and if you look at this part now it's saying if they are hungry give them food to eat it's not the time where they're like they're hungry like well i don't have food go back to where you get food from that's not the time to be mean that's the time to be kind that's the time to be don't just because this person has treated you like crap all their life or all your life does not mean that you need to reciprocate that behavior god will not be pleased if you do that god is like god was wonderful and is still wonderful to us irrespective of what we do and when we are called as christians he wants us to be exactly like him he wants us to love people the way he loves us he wants us to forgive people the way he forgives us he did not just say oh, okay i'm only i'm not going to forgive her of this sin because she knew when she was going to do it and she shouldn't have done it no when you're hungry and you go to god and you speak to god and you're like god please you know i need money i need this i need this guess what he still gives it to you even if you were out in you know you were out doing something that you shouldn't have been doing last night he loves you anyway you know in spite of you and he expects you to do the same for your so-called in quotes enemies 
So when they're hungry, when they want water, feed them. Don't be out here being like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not, you know, the way you treated me last time, I can't do anything for you. No, no. That's the time for you to be who you are. Remain who you are. Don't let anyone remove you and get you out of character. For what? So that God will then be displeased with you. It's like, is 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 you wanting to be right or wanting to have the last laugh, is it worth God being displeased with you? If the answer is no, which I pray that it is for everyone, then it is not worth it. And so I'm going to move on to verse 28. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. Like, imagine broken down walls. That means anything can come inside. Imagine your the walls to your house are broken. That means people can be looking from outside into your house. They can see what's going on there. They can decide to, you know, pour water into your house from their house. They can decide to throw petrol into your house and burn it. They can decide to do all sorts. That's the same thing. When you do not have self-control, you're open to attack. Anything could come from left, right, center. Literally anything. It's like, it's not, it's, it's almost like you're open to attack. It's like anything, literally someone can throw an arrow from the next room. that It wasn't even meant for you. But because the walls are broken down, it just goes straight in. That is what it means to not have self-control. And I want to encourage you, self-control is important. If nothing else, if you've not heard anything else from today's episode, hear this. Self-control. A person who does not have self-control is like a city without walls. That means you are open and prone to attack. Just picture it for a second. I want you to close your eyes and think about this. Let's say the house that I live suddenly, you know, got boggled or something or something happened and the walls just fell down. All of the walls. That means from inside my house, my neighbor can see me. My neighbor can see everything in my house. Thieves can see my television. Thieves can see my laptops. They can see everything in the house, which means easy access. Even my neighbors that are not thieves might think, oh, wow, the walls are down. There's that TV that I like. Let me just go in and really pick that up real quick. When you really picture that, you just see that self-control is important. Not having self-control is putting yourself at risk. Not having self-control means you're prone to all sorts of attack. Left, right, center. It's like attack. You Sometimes you don't even know where the attack is coming from. Because you do not have self-control. And so if you live with nothing, develop self-control. How can you develop self-control? By setting targets and by sticking to it. If you have a particular target for this, set the target. Discipline yourself. When you fast, the more you fast, the more you build self-control. The more you pray, the more you build self-control. These are the things you have to do spiritual exercises to develop. It's like a muscle to develop and strengthen and build that muscle. And so if you read that from the Passion Translation, verse 28, if you live without restraint and are unable to control your temper, you are as helpless as a city with broken down defenses. You are open to attack. You are as helpless as a city with broken down defenses, open to attack. Helpless 
like think about it too helpless far helpless which means from any direction anything can happen and so i want to encourage you today develop self-control develop that discipline that self-control that god is talking about that the word is talking about today and i pray that even as you listen to the sound of my voice if there's anything that you're struggling with i break the power of that thing over your life in the name of jesus i pray that indeed the self-control that was in their heart when they gave their hearts to christ will be exercised they will begin to strengthen that muscle in the name of jesus christ father we thank you Father, we thank you for everything we have learned today father we thank you because indeed they are resonating deep deep down in our spirits and we are running with it we are disciplined in the name of jesus christ we love you we thank you father for in jesus mighty name amen amen guys thank you so much for listening have an amazing week go out there be productive be fruitful God bless you. I love you and see you guys next week. Bye.